Hey, I'm Latasha, and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, actionable takeaways, and relatable overcoming stories from some of the bravest women I know. You will leave each episode with the tools to help you overcome what has been holding you back so you can become who you were always meant to be. I'm an Enneagram 8 Wing 7, and I've been wrestling with this for a long time. And my hopes in sharing this with you and sharing my heart and being transparent, you'll see yourself in parts of my story, and you'll also find some freedom, maybe sooner than I have. Some of the challenges I've faced in my life have left me feeling like I could not quite get a handle on this. It has wreaked havoc on my relationships, my mental and physical health. It has brought me to places that were not easy to sustain. It has caused me to lose sight of what is most important about our journey, the reason why God has placed us on this earth, and that is the pressure to perform and produce, knowing when to push through and when to stop. See, the pushing through piece, y'all, I've gotten down pat maybe too well. It's the stop piece that gets me every single time. Maybe you can relate. What I'm discovering about myself is that it's the feeling, the adrenaline rush that comes at the end of an accomplishment, of tackling something that you thought you just could not do, that false sense of security that keeps me coming back for more, craving it. See, there's this narrative that plays in my head like a broken record over and over and over again. And it says, you're going to be late. You've already wasted a lot of time. They're going to get ahead of you. If you don't do it now, it can never be done. You can get more done if you just push through a little bit more. Stay up a little later, cut your sleep time in half, work harder, hustle more, Outwork everybody and anybody, and you've got to clear off that to-do list. But what I've come to discover is that our to-do list will never, ever, ever really totally be cleared, right? They never end. There will always be something to do, something to accomplish, another award to add, more to do, on and on and on. And that is the way of our world. Our society has set it up that way. Rest is for wimps. Rest is for weaklings, for those who don't want to be great or successful. Have you bought into this lie? I know I have. What makes this lie so attractive, though, is that it connects to the part of me that loves to people please and wants to connect my self-worth with what I do rather than who God says I am. And every time, I mean, y'all, every time I eat from this table of lies, I am left wanting, weary, starving, and ready to snap somebody's head off. It's a never-ending, vicious cycle. What I now know for sure is that God does not operate in hurry-worry. He is not the voice telling us to push through our pain, push through our weariness, push through our tiredness. He is not telling us to hustle harder. He is that still, very still, small voice that is beckoning us into the rest that he has promised in Hebrews chapter four, verse nine through 11. And it says, so there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. Oh, I want to pause right there. God rested after he created the world. 
Just think about that. The sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God rested on the seventh day. Verse 11 says, so let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. You know, rest from our trying to do it all ourselves, all on our own, leaning into the truth that he is capable, more than capable of doing more in our rest than we could ever strive to do in our constant doing, 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 wash, rinse, and repeat. So two questions I've been really reflecting on lately. The first one being, is my current pace sustainable? This question has been ringing in my heart and in my mind over and over over the last week. Is my current pace sustainable? Am I running on fumes? How has it been impacting me spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically? And two, have I deviated from God's original plan? What did he originally tell me to do? And then go back to it. So I'll give you guys an example. At the beginning of the year when I took a month off and really was focusing on how this year was going to go and really honed in on the word for this year, which is being, I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to my heart and say, you need to cut back your posting on Instagram to three days a week. And you need to only release three episodes a month and then take that last week to rest. Only three episodes a month, three posts a week. That is it. Well, you all... I'm going to be honest, that lasted a good hot minute, maybe a week. After that, as I was looking around and seeing what everybody else was doing, I felt the urge to do more, that what I was doing was not enough. I even fell into the lie and feeling, and this sounds so silly, that maybe God doesn't know what he's talking about, that I actually do need to do more because that's what all the social media marketing people are saying. That's what this person is doing. Etc. It's all the noise caused me and not saying it's not good noise, but sometimes we can consume so much content. God has already spoken to us. And then we go out and consume all this other content to include advice from people and all kinds of things. And then we find ourselves going contrary, going astray from what God has originally told us to do. And I'm thankful for my friend, Tabitha Panariso. I don't know if you're following her, but I was looking through her stories the other day and she reminded me of exactly what God had said. Her words were like a bomb to my soul. We need you, friend, whole and well, well well-rested, full of life and energy, not just barely making it day to day. Let me remind you, and I'm gonna say it demonstratively, you are not late. You are not behind You will not lose out if you take some time away from all the noise and hustle and bustle. Here's a few things that I've started to do to combat the urge to push through. Am I perfect yet? Not even close. Number one, a non-negotiable Sabbath day. One day a week where I'm not cooking, I'm not cleaning, I'm not doing any type of running around with errands, any of that stuff. Laying on the couch and resting, laying on my porch and resting. Uh, Maybe I'm swimming, doing something fun. There's different types of rests, not just sleep. Maybe it contains some sleep, but actually having a day where I am not being dutiful and efficient, which is very hard for me. But what I've seen is when I do this, I'm a lot more rested, well-rested and not dreading for Monday morning to come. 
to the iPhone features iPhone has added some really great features in the last couple of updates to help us to manage our phone usage better. They've added some sleep options, some do not disturb options, work options, even turning your notifications off and getting them in bulk instead of your phone chiming every single second. All of those things where you can turn your phone off at night so you don't get phone calls except for those who are in your special contacts for emergencies. I mean, this $1,000 thing that we hold in our hand that has captured us, me included, in ways where we found ourselves scrolling for hours mindlessly, it also has the ability to help us to control it and not allow it to control us. And so there's lots of features in there. And I'll try to snag an article and tag it in my show notes for you, for those of you who want some step-by-step guides on how to use those features. Three, making sure not to skip my quiet time. This is essential. I know for me, when my to-do list is packed, the first thing that comes to mind is you don't have time to sit down for 30 minutes and read and pray. I mean, just pray for two seconds and keep going. God knows your heart. And I am definitely not judging anyone who does that because I've done it several times. And what I found myself is being so exhausted by the end of the day, frustrated, not being able to clearly tackle things on my to-do list, not sure of what should go first, last, second, third, and it leaves me really operating off of an empty cup. What I found is when I put that quiet time first and I am focused on that and I ask God to lead and guide me as James says, hey, ask for wisdom, James, the first chapter, and I will give it to you freely. I won't judge you when I'm giving you the wisdom ask for it. And so when I come with an open hands and open heart in the morning, asking God for his wisdom, his protection, his guidance in my job as a parent, as a wife, in every area, as I lead at my job, an area of my life, I'm not saying my day goes perfectly and there's no issues. I find myself better to handle things that will arise that usually will tailspin me out of control. And so Keeping that quiet time is essential. Listening to my body. I have a very high pain tolerance and I will push through pain. I will push through headaches. I'll push through hurts, all kinds of things in the name of getting things done. Our bodies, the way God has wired them, they talk to us and they tell us through different aches and pains and the way we feel that something is not right. And if you're feeling these things or you have felt these things, it might be time to stop and listen and lean into your body and maybe even make a doctor appointment. Last one, most importantly, ask those around me to hold me accountable. My husband is so good at this, sometimes so good that it slightly offends me, but sometimes I need that kick in the pants. When he calls me out and says, hey, why are you hustling so hard? Why are you trying so hard? Why are you staying up so late? Why are you burning the candle at both ends? I need that shaking up and calling out and kicking the pants every once in a while to kind of shake me back to what's really important. I want to leave you with these words from Dr. Sandra Dalton from her book, Sacred Rest. Aborting rest empties me of everything holy. It strips me of the ability to treasure life and peels away the value of being. I feel I'm nothing if I'm doing nothing. My worth is wrapped tight around my endless activity. So I keep going round and round, each time becoming more short-tempered, more disgruntled, and more discontented. A life without periods of rest will not endure the daily grind. Rest is not for weaklings. Hollowing out space for rest is work. 
Finding time for rest is the hands and feet of the promises we long to claim. It means saying no. It means having limits with ourselves. It means having limits with others. It takes courage to rest in the midst of an outcome-driven society. It takes strength to walk away from good in the pursuit of better. The people pleaser in me would rather say yes and omit the rest. I found through the years that I can't please anyone, including myself, when I'm burned out. Funny how everyone can smell the char of your slow burn, except the one standing in the fire. If you have not read this book by Dr. Sandra Dalton, Sacred Rest, I'm going to give away two copies. This book has shifted my whole perspective on rest. I'm going to put the link down in my show notes if you want to purchase it. If you'd like a free copy, email me, latasha at latashaferguson.com. First come, first serve, and I will ship a copy out to you. With all that being said, friends, I am taking a short break from the podcast just for a couple of weeks. It's spring break season, so I'm going to lean all the way into that. We will be back with more interviews from amazing guests. Until then, take some time to rest. I mean, really reflect on what we've chatted about today and rest. Be intentional about your boundaries. Again, we need you, friend, whole, and we need you well. Thank you so much for listening. I could not do this without you. See you all in a couple of weeks.